Hey there, I'm Summer Ames, and you're listening to the Invest Your Skills podcast, a podcast for skilled professionals to learn how to transition from corporate life into building a profitable online business with the help of something you already have. If you've ever thought about owning your time and being in control of your lifestyle, all while enjoying the work you do each day, keep listening because you're getting all the details to invest your skills. Hey there, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about procrastination. Now, let me know if you've ever been in a situation that sounds anything like these examples. Staying up super late, pulling an all-nighter to finish that big college paper or big report that you need to get done for work. Sending out status reports and waiting until the very last second to click send because that's when it was actually done. Because maybe you didn't start it five minutes before it was due. Technically, a lot of us are stuck in these procrastination loops. I mean, we're technically meeting our obligations so many times, sometimes with good or even really great results. So it creates these habit loops. And what we don't understand is how our continued procrastination is impacting our way to run and grow our businesses after we remove so many of the consequences that we usually have in more traditional or corporate settings. Building and growing your online business means that you are in the driver's seat. You make all the decisions. And the one who stands to lose the most from procrastination is you and your valued audience. If I knew what I knew today about procrastination and how it could negatively impact my mental health and my business, I'd have done a few things differently from the very beginning. If you feel like you might fall into this procrastination loop more often than you'd like to admit, keep listening because this episode is for you. We're going to uncover the dangers and risks of procrastination loops, the symptoms and behaviors of those same loops, and lastly, how to protect yourself from future procrastination. Since we're going to be talking so much about procrastination this episode, I want to make sure that you and I are on the same page about what procrastination means. So moving forward, as we're having this discussion, I want you to remember that procrastination is the act of putting off or delaying something, especially things that need your immediate attention. So again, procrastination is the act of putting off or delaying something, especially things that need your immediate attention. One could argue some of the biggest dangers of procrastination and procrastination loops, but I want to cover four that I think that you see most often when you're building your business. The first danger, never getting started. I know so many people who procrastinate to the point that they've missed dates and then they get so frustrated because they've missed these dates that they just never do anything. So they're perpetually in a loop of procrastination. Oh, I'm going to get to it. Oh, I'm going to set a new date. The same thing goes for never finishing new projects. So That's the second one, never finishing new projects. So you make it to the point where you have gotten through enough procrastination where you've launched something, but now you're procrastinating and you're waiting to the last second to get out a blog post, to send an email, to to record your podcast episode. I struggle with that one when I'm procrastinating a lot. This third one is similar, but it's slow to launch when projects are completed or slow to complete the projects. You're able to get past your procrastination enough to get something done, but it takes you so long from point A to get to point B, right? 
The last danger, arguably one of the worst ones, is low morale. Whether you are a really big company that you want to grow into or you're a small company, your morale and your consultant's morale or your small team's morale or your giant team morale, they are the ones that you and they are the ones that are building this business, that are creating this content. And there is a feeling behind that content. I do believe in energy. It's part of my woo-woo. But there's this energy that hangs on to it. And if your morale is low, I feel like what you're putting out, people are going to be able to feel and sense that. So these dangers that we have with a procrastination loop in reference to our business, these are things we just have in the back of our mind so that when we do take that second to step back and reflect, we can say, am I in a loop or do I need help? Or am I in a loop or is there a real roadblock that's stopping me from getting to point A to point B? On a slightly more lighthearted note, people are willing to go through some pretty extreme situations to get themselves to get themselves out of whatever it is that they need to get done. A few years ago, New York Magazine posted an article and it was named Nine Writers on the Most Outrageous Ways They've Procrastinated. And this was an article by Katie Heaney. I really hope I pronounced that correctly. So procrastination can get heavy real quick. So before we move into the behaviors and the symptoms of procrastination loops, I wanted to take a moment to share a couple of my favorite stories that I found in that article that really highlight some of the funny things that we'll do instead of whatever needs to get done. We'll go to some pretty extreme extremes. This one is from a writer named Caitlin. It's both ingenious and procrastination at its finest. She says, The most outlandish way I have procrastinated writing is making all of the characters in my novel on Sims 4 and playing the game to the plot of the story. Marriages, deaths, affairs, fame, the whole nine yards, only in simulation. Surprisingly, it helped a little. It gave me a better idea of where I wanted to take the story, but it didn't help with the act of writing. I played about 12 hours of Sims and was so tired after that I went to sleep. I got no writing done at all, which I guess was the goal. I myself have used The Sims to procrastinate, so I find that story especially funny. So if you like The Sims, you probably laughed because you may have done something like that too. This next writer named Mike was able to sum up his procrastination and the extremes that he went through all in one sentence. He said, instead of finishing my MA thesis, I got a dog, moved across the country, got married, and started a new job. Let's move into some behaviors that you might find yourself doing that aren't quite as extreme as getting married or creating an entire secondary world on Sims. Different procrastination behaviors include always researching and never implementing. So what I see a lot of people do with online education or any education, because I actually went back and got a degree just in order to stop myself from doing something I wanted to do. So any education is we learn, we learn, we learn, we don't implement. And then we we learn, we learn, we learn, and we don't implement. We're stuck. We're always learning, but not implementing. And then we get overwhelmed. And that becomes why we think we're not implementing. Another one is extended screen time because you're trying to avoid. Maybe you're binging Netflix during your working hours, or maybe you find yourself scrolling through hours of Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, whatever, YouTube. I get lost in YouTube all the time on accident. And usually it's because I'm procrastinating from getting something done because I know there's an urgency that I'm trying to ignore, but I'd rather watch this video where somebody's dancing. Another behavior is hitting the kitchen for a snack. So you're trying to avoid what you're working on, but 
you want that dopamine hit. So you, so you open up a snack because you know you're going to be really excited by what's inside. A fourth one is overthinking. Overthinking leads to poor decision making. So we'll get stuck in these loops of maybe we'll write something, maybe a piece of copy for an email or a social media post, and we'll start writing it. And then we're like, oh, but what if, but what if, but what if? And next thing you've what ifed yourself for 20 minutes and you still haven't finished your social media post. The last behavior that I'm going to talk about is writer's block, where you feel like you just cannot come up with any new ideas, you have minimal creativity, and your mind just feels like it's drawing a blank. It cannot focus and it cannot move in the direction that you want it to. So now that we've talked about behaviors, what what can you do? What can you do in order to protect yourself from the procrastination loop? So the first thing that I would recommend is acknowledge when you are in the loop. I want you to say it out loud. I am in a procrastination loop. Speak the reality so that you can start to free yourself from wondering if you're there. And the next thing I want you to do is forgive yourself for it so you can move along. Acknowledge that you watch way too much TV and then sit back and say, hey, Summer, you watched a lot of TV, can't change that. We need to get back to what needs to get done. It's fine, but we need to move forward. The second thing that you can do is get an accountability partner. It can be a family member, a friend, a coworker. It doesn't matter who it is. Check in with each other when you're struggling, when you need to have some support, be there to also give some support. And this also reduces the loneliness that some of us feel, not just as entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs who feel like we're getting stuck in a rut or we're stuck in a space where we're not able to create and we're not able to serve. The next thing that you can be doing is change your internal dialogue. Negative self-talk goes hand in hand with procrastinations. One of the ways that I like to do this is using affirmations. I talk about it all the time because I think they're super important, especially for new or struggling entrepreneurs. So affirmations are very simple and you can create your own. And it's simple. I am, insert information here. I will blank, blank, blank. I deserve whatever you deserve. So I am confident. I will show up strong in the boardroom today. I deserve to do the things that I love every day. By using statements like I am, I will, and I deserve, you are literally telling your brain, hey, this is how we do things around here these days. Doesn't matter how we used to do things. This is how we're doing it. We're walking forward in this new new place in order to break the loop of procrastination. The second to last way you can protect yourself is implement a reward system. Give yourself something you want when you complete something that you need. So is there a new Netflix show? Don't binge it. One, it'll last longer and you'll thank me later for not binging it. But set it as reward for getting that weekly email created and scheduled before the day that it goes out to your audience. This starts to set in motion some great patterns too. Last but not least, in order to protect yourself from being in the procrastination loop or needing to get yourself out, I want you to minimize distractions. Make it more difficult for you to get off base. So some ideas for you are setting a digital well-being app on your phone so you're not accidentally scrolling through social media all day. Once you've used up your allotted time, you're done. 
You can reduce your TV screen time. You can close your browsers that you aren't using. You can create a mixed playlist that helps you stay motivated and that reduces distractions that some songs may have for you, whether that's emotional or maybe too excited where it takes you out of your zone for whatever you're working on. So in case you're writing these down, I want to say them again really quick, all these different ways to protect yourself while you're in the loop or getting yourself out of the loop. The first one, acknowledge that you're in a loop. The second one, get an accountability partner. Third, change your internal dialogue. Fourth, implement a reward system. Fifth, minimize the distractions. One of the best ways to head off procrastination before it starts is by developing strong habits and routines. If you're listening right now and you find yourself saying, oh heck yes, I know I've got to work on some of that, I want you to hop into the show notes and grab the guide to productivity boosting routines. We'll walk through exercises that give you a better understanding of routine and habit formation, as well as defining your new normal. Why wait for tomorrow to make big changes? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Invest Your Skills podcast. I want you to have an abundant and powerful week. I'll see you soon.